Are you happy that you came to church? Are you thanking God for an outpouring in the week that has passed? Are you thanking God for the testimonies that we have heard? Your testimony is on the way. I said your testimony is also on the way. The louder your amen, the quicker your testimony will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you standing, you as, as they were saying, my fees have been paid. You were standing and you were saying, oh God, what about me? But the Lord heard you. I said, the Lord heard you. The Lord heard you. Your bills are paid. by the. Oh, are you believers in the house? Hey. I said, are you believers in the house? It was Jesus who taught us. When we speak, he said, our words are spirit and life. Amen. Oh, are you there? And so I said, I see you paying every bill. Covering every bill. I see you going through your presentations. Passing your presentations. I see them asking you, where are you from? I see them saying, how come you can give such presentations? I see you receiving favor before man and before God. Put your hands together and let us pray. Hallelujah. Please try and get as many of those who are outside and before we. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for the outpouring of your spirit. Thank you for the outpouring of your word. Thank you for changing our lives and making something out of us. Thank you for not allowing us to be disgraced. Thank you, Lord, for making us a sign and a wonder to others. We are grateful. We know that we don't deserve it and it is only by your mercy and your grace. And we are grateful. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for not allowing us to bow our heads in shame. We are grateful. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying your chairs? I said, are you enjoying your chairs? Good. Very soon the white chairs will be deleted from inside the whole crowd. I told you we were buying them. Oh, I didn't tell you. Did I not tell you that as you have, it is coming? Please sit on the chair well. If your neighbor is on one of the uncomfortable white ones, tell them it's only a matter of time. That is changing. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Some of the people who sit outside, they prefer to be outside so that they can be on their phones and all that. I can see you from right where I'm standing. Eh. I can see them from where I'm standing. All right. Don't worry. The TV has been bought. In a few weeks, the screen will be working outside. Powerful. All right. We were talking about tithing and we want to continue. Amen. And I think I believe I shared with you about how God makes us tithe so that he can bless us. If you don't tithe, voila, voila, you have done yourself. Mm, You have done yourself. Wow. Are you with me? And there are so many things that are activated just by your tithe. Ask your neighbor, are you a tither? If the person says no, ask them that, but your income are here. You see, sometimes then you must see how the devil fools us. When you have 200 cities, your tithe is 20 cities. Let me ask you a question. What will change in your life from 20 cities? What can be paid by 20 cities? I'm asking you a question. Which proper bill is sorted out by your 20 cities? 
So already now the thing no and so all your allowance is enough. Okay, some people say on this side they say their allowance is enough, so they don't need any. Okay, those people they are quiet. They say they their death is enough. All of us, as we are looking, we can see that <laughs> Charlie. So learn it and learn it now that the best way to live is by supernatural means. Are you seeing it? That's the way to live. If I stand here today, I'll tell you that I'm a very wealthy person. Then you say, hey, you have a lot of money. But the people around me know that sometimes when they are asking me to, for lunch money, I can't help them. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. But I have come to believe that every need, God meets it. That's why I can say that I'm a wealthy person. Every need, God meets it. Every need, God meets it. Are you with me? And the Bible says that when he brings his things, he doesn't add sorrow. You see, the devil also has his economic system. When you buy into that system, for a while you are fooled that all is well, but he adds sorrow. How many of us have taken a loan before? Me to my hand is up. You've taken a loan before. You've taken a loan. How was it when you were paying back? Was it as easy and simple and straightforward as you thought? You know how before you took the loan, you made a calculation. That according to my calculation, oh, it's a cool every month. Was that how it was? And those who are most versed in it end up going to take another loan to pay the loan. Yeah. But with God, it is not so. And his primary way, the door through which he begins to open something into our supernatural blessing is by the tithe. Is by the tithe. So when you tithe, you invoke so many things over yourself. Yes, so many laws. Amen. That's why this time of teaching is important. If you planted a seed of corn and you did not know, you have never seen a corn plant before. Hmm. And so you didn't know that it was corn. And you decided that you have to cut your grass. Or you have to weed the place. You just might end up weeding your corn. And some of us are paid tight, but when we're weeding, we weeded it because we didn't know. Hmm. And so that's why this teaching is so important because it will tell you what exactly your type is doing. So that when you see your type, you see that, Charlie, this is what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Are you with me? When you are tithing, you are beginning the process of wealth creation. So many things that you are doing. Oh, yeah. Wealth, it is created. Wealth, it is created. Not just money, wealth. Some, you see, when you are poor, you think that when I have money, it's everything. It's not like that, though. You can have money, no health. You can have money, no family. You can have money, no peace. But God brings you a package of everything. Hallelujah. And that's why I keep on sharing with you. I need you to get a copy of the book. I have just this week and next week, and then I'm done with this topic. So you need to get it so you can read the rest. Is that okay? Because today I want to share with you what is my favorite chapter in this book. (laughs) I want to share with you my favorite chapter. This is the reason why if even you decide that you are going to write it in law, nobody shall pay their tithe. I won't mind you. This is the reason. 
Are you here? And because nowadays all unbelievers also have mouth to talk about what the church is doing. They always they are there. They can't build anything. They can't see anything. They can't do anything. You can see the house of God doing. You will not come and say, "How are you doing?" You are rather persecuting us and asking us silly questions. Hey, don't let. No, we are not going there this week. We are not going there. Hallelujah. But there is a scripture. Let's go to the Bible. To the famous tithing scripture in Malachi chapter three and verse ten. Bring ye the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me. That means test me, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall, there shall not be room enough to receive it. One of the major blessings that you release over your life when you tithe is the blessing of the open heaven. The blessing of the open heavens. When the heavens are open over a place, it signifies many things. Are you here? It signifies many things. And so today we are talking about what it means to have an open heaven. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you know what it means to have an open heaven? Because the scripture says that you have an open heaven. Hallelujah. Some families, the heavens have been closed for a long time. Yes. That's why you can have families where there are no weddings, there are no marriages, there are no, there's no happiness, there's no togetherness. It's like the heaven is closed. But that will not be your story. The heavens over you will be open. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I know people who can look back generation after generation and it's only sorrow. One dimension of sorrow after another. But it ends with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What does it mean when God says the heavens are open over you? What does it mean? What does it mean? The first thing. It means that blessings have been poured over you. It means that blessings have been poured over you. Because in Malachi 3.10 he says he will open the windows and pour out a blessing. Now, because of how we use the word blessing, many of us don't understand that it means something major. Because maybe your name is blessing. So every day when they are calling you, blessing, yes, blessing, yes, blessing, blessing. Sometimes to a child, God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. So because of how we have used it, you know, it's like it's the what's a blessing but don't make a mistake don't make a mistake don't make a mistake blessings are words that are spoken are you here a blessing can be a word that is spoken that makes a difference in the old testament the fathers used to bless their children and people believed it so much that they fought over the blessing when Esau came and he discovered that his father has already blessed Jacob, Charlie, if he got, he was going to kill the guy. How can you take my blessing away? How can you take it? But because we have said, on God bless you. So we don't understand that it is a blessing. Are you in the house? What's a blessing? A certain kind of favor. It's a gift. Something that is bestowed on you. And the Lord says that as you pay your tithe, a blessing 
comes over you. Wow. Not that heaven will open, then we'll see money pouring down. Eh, because that's what some of you have been waiting for. You say, I paid my tithe, so I'm expecting that when I wake up, you know, Charlie, please, so that what money should be coming? Is this cities or dollars or pounds? You like some pounds? You like to have some pounds? But you see, the blessing opens the door which brings various things, including those pounds. I said, including those pounds. Your way. Suddenly you discover that you are getting something that's not even your right. I remember many years ago, I used to have run a consulting firm. And one time I put in a bid for some work that needed to be done in the north. When I say consulting, I'm not talking about contract. I'm not a builder in that sense of the word. And I remember that as I sent it in, I said, okay. It was a very major something. And I was called in the office and I was told that, oh, you've won the bid. When I came to the office that was giving the contracts, by some strange means, I saw the list of the people who had competed with me in the bid. Two of the names there were the people who had taught me how to do the work that we were doing that I was now bidding for. Are you here? And right there, I understood that the favor of God had located me. Because if you were looking at experience, then those two guys should be far more experienced than me. If my CV was 13 pages, their CVs were 26 pages. Are you here? If you are talking about something, connections, they had the connections. But I realized a blessing had come my way. What had happened? God had intervened. May a blessing come your way this week. And as you pay your tithe, may God convince you. Are you here? May he convince you that this is it. You see, many times, because we don't see a direct line from our tithe to something, we think that it's nothing. I've just given my money away. It's a wrong thought. It's a wrong thought. Wow, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. What does it mean to have the heavens over you open? It means that the devourer is rebuked over your life. The devourer. I will explain to you. The devourer. Let's read Malachi 3.11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Who is the devourer? The devourer is anything or anybody who turns up on a fairly regular basis to collect. (laughs) On a fairly regular basis. Are you here? So what are some of the devourers we know? Ashes, be alert. People don't walk about when I'm preaching, please. I don't enjoy it. Thank you. Are you in the house? What are the devourers? ECG bill. <laughs> For those of us who are working, rent. <laughs> those of you who are in school, forms and uh, what do you call them? Handouts. Hey, phone credits. <laughs> are you here? Hey, you are very quiet, oh. You don't believe that the devourers come 
And because of the devourance, there's a way in which you don't even see what you are earning. Every day they come and they go. And because they are part of our lives, we don't know that the devourer can be contained. Yeah. You don't know the devourer can be contained. Some of you with cars, the car is a devourer. Every day it's visiting the workshop. Every day, if it is not the clutch, it's the brake. And if it is not the brake, it's the engine. If it's not the engine, say amen, Reverend Michael. <laughs> hey! <coughs> Are you there? Don't be annoyed with me. But it's true. Some of you, you even have a friend who's a devourer. When you are broke, you never see that friend. As soon as they manage to send you some something from home, you don't know how the person gets to know. But suddenly, the person shows up. Is it true or is it not true? But the Lord says he will rebuke the devourer for you. Yeah. You see, in a brochure, they earn fat, fat salaries too. Fat according to our size. But Charlie, devourer consumes everything. Oh! Dr. Mary, what I'm saying is it true or not true? Rent, 2000 Then what? One third of your salary is rent. <laughs> Life is becoming interesting. One third of your salary is rent. Hey. That was what it was for you when you were there. Then your bills is a devourer. Now you can say, what are you saying, Pastor? Are you saying therefore that? Listen, the Lord can cause every devourer to bow. Oh yes. Oh yes. And he has a way of sorting it out. One day, the rice in my house got finished. <laughs> my house, I think we have, have the highest consumption of rice. At least on this side of it. And when it got finished, it was when it got finished and they told me it got finished that I began to calculate. Eight and a half months had passed. I had not bought rice. Yeah. I had not bought rice for eight and a half months. That was why when they were saying it was, I mean rice, but who buys rice? (laughs) Hey, may it be your story in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God has a way of sorting things out. May he sort you out. Some of you, the whole of this month, you'll be eating free breakfast. You will not know. Today, this one. Tomorrow, this one. The next day, this one. The breakfast will just be coming. Oh, yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you believing? Hey, wait, 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 wait. Before you start standing up and lifting your hands, have you paid your tithe? I'm talking to the tithers. Hey. If you know that you have tithe, that's when you stand there and say, Lord, tie my bow tie. I'm waiting for some free petrol. Hey. You have received it twice. Hey. Oh, it is true. One day I was driving down. I was watching my tank slowly re- reaching empty. And I said, Lord, if my husband comes on the car right now, I'll be in big trouble because he doesn't let the fuel reach here. But the truth of the matter is that you see, and there are some cars, please, some cars, when you are broke, you don't go near them all. Are you seeing it? My husband's car, when you buy 50 CDs fuel, the gauge doesn't even move. Right, what do you say? 
You will finish what? You feel cheated. One day we went and bought fuel. When they finished, Reverend Michael was going to fight with the guy car because it's like Charlie. As he put the fuel inside, he was driving the guy. Like, ah, it hasn't done anything. And I said, Lord, tie my bow tie. <laughs> Suddenly, somebody entered into this. I have not paid fuel bill for about two months. Hey, I'm talking to you about the devourers. Amen. I'm talking to you about the devourers. May the Lord seal the mouth of every devourer in your life in Jesus' name. You see, if you are able to rebuke the devourers, you have money. You have money. There are so many businesses around. You should ask yourself why they don't do well. Is it that the people are not working hard? Is it that the things that they have, people don't want them? People want them, but they're devourers. If you go to every look, they have taken their time to install CCTV cameras in every shop. Why? Because they realize that, look, people are buying the things, but our money is going. When they look, Charlie, for every two or three that people pay, somebody puts it inside her bra. Inside his jeans and goes out. Yeah. So they realize that we have to stop the people from eating. And some of you, the devourers are true. You buy credit, then you leave your phone. Then they come and use it. But the devourer is rebuked over your life. And rebukes over your wealth. Somebody, you will eat lunch the whole month without paying for it. Hey! Oh yeah! Do you believe that such things can happen? I said, do you believe such things can really happen? Yeah! Fine protocol will not let me tell you all the blessings. Yeah. One day I was there, somebody just came. God said I should be buying you breakfast. <laughs> oh, but pastor, you are a pastor, so the person is not in my church. No. I see what I'm saying. Is it true? It's not true. It's very true. Yeah. Hey, leave my things for me. <laughs> Today I was sitting there and somebody said that I should send him Milo. And I said, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. In other words, he's coming to shop inside my shop. May you have uh, that somebody is coming to shop inside your shop. Hey! Hey! The person has sent his list to his sister. Go and collect Indomie. Collect milk. Collect. I said, ah. But, but, but who told him I've gone to buy anything? He has faith, but he knew that it is there. Because somebody, may somebody sort out your bills in Jesus' name. No, I'm telling you the serious truth though. Yeah. You see, you are students, but there are students who are here who are living another kind of life. Yeah. Some of you are workers, but there are workers who are living another kind of life. Yeah. God has sorted out the devourer. Sorted them out. Hey, Pastor Junior, may the Lord sort out the devourer. Yeah. Hey, are you in the house? Powerful. Let's continue. We're talking about an open heaven. Now, it's not only the devourer who is rebuked, but he also, the, the destroyer is also restrained and sorted out. We are reading the same scripture. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he will not destroy the fruits of your ground. That's the destroyer. Some people are destroyers, I tell you. Yeah. 
And for some people, the destroyers, you see, some of you, you need to go and analyze your life. Everything you buy, it spoils. Everything you buy. I remember not so long ago, when one of my young men, this young man, every six months, his phone is spoiled. It wasn't even six months. Two, three months. If you smile and turn around, his phone is spoiled. And every day he's buying adjustments. Do you understand? He's adjusting the type. So one day he decided that let me just sort it out once and for all. And buy a proper phone. So he bought this proper phone. Tell anybody brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Ah! The guy brought the brand new phone. I don't think... Did it even reach home? We, no, 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 before that one. Ah, that thing fell down, isn't it? Before it reached home, it has fallen down. Within three days, we are back to where we started from. So one day I told her, I said this thing. A destroyer. When you don't pay your tithe, you have opened the door for the destroyer. He will be moving around liberally. But when you have paid your tithe, you have grounds upon which to stand and invoke this verse. And say, hey, 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 my friend, you cannot be here. And we pray the prayer. Say, that's the end. I believe that's the end of the day. The phone is still working. It's moving. Because since that time, he has got the phone. Some of you, you have to rise up. You see, you have looked at it like a small thing. Every day, your eye on the spot. Be careful. <laughs> And nowadays, ions too are, are expensive. 250. 150. Yeah, it, it used to be that we buy an iron without thinking. Nowadays, you have to make plans. <laughs> the other day, I was with Reverend Michael. We we're going to buy an iron. He swore that luck. This cannot be the price. He said, ah, but mommy, the last one that I, owned, I bought. I said, brother, how long ago? He said, two years. I said, Charlie. Ha! Are you there? So first, the one you had, it has bent your dress. That's one thing it has destroyed. Then the iron itself. And it keeps on happening. It's just an example. But look around and see those things that you keep on. Some of you, you buy a dress. Look, you should be able to have a dress and wear it for two years. But you, after six months, it's torn. It's faded. The color is gone. It looks like some obroni obroni <laughs> so instead of your clothing becoming more as you add, no. Every day. Every day you are singing the song, I have nothing to wear, nothing to wear, I have nothing to But from today, the destroyer is rebuked. Hey. When you buy the shirt, it will last. After all, are we not serving the God who was able to walk through the children of Israel for 40 years and he said to them, your feet did not swell, your dress did not get spoiled, your shoe did not tear, didn't mess up. Is it not the same God? Same God. And as you tithe, you are opening up that door, rebuking the destroyer. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? I'm sharing. I'm almost done. Hmm. Hey, the thing is plenty. Listen, gathering service. We have to start gathering faster because 
this starting to preach at 12 o'clock, it doesn't work. It's because we are waiting for you. Push your neighbor and say, it's because we are waiting for you. We are ready to start preaching at 10 o'clock. But the gathering is taking a long time. Hallelujah. Let me give you one or two more. Yeah, there are lots of things that happen when the heavens are open over you. Amen. Hmm. Let's look at another one. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Sheba, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. An open heaven means that you begin to see visions. I said an open heaven, it means that what? You begin to see visions. You know, when we say visions, many of us, we get some spooky mind. Yeah, it's kind of like, ooh. But you know, a vision is just something that you see. It can be of any type and about anything. Amen. Some of us, the reason why our lives are like this or like that, is because you don't have a vision. You can't see anything ahead of you. So quite apart from the fact that you can even begin to see God, you even begin to get a vision for your own life. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, what's your vision? Young girl like you, your only vision in life is that you will marry. Ask them, about. It's a pity because when you finish marrying and then what? <laughs> uh, is it like, please ask the nearest girl, you are finished marrying and then what? Because your whole vision in life, even though you are married, then when you finish marrying, what is left of you? Oh, it cannot be. Tell your neighbor, it cannot be. It cannot be. It cannot be. You need to have a vision and purpose for your life. That's over and above that. Because life continues. Hey, I said, ask the sister by you again. Normally, it's the sisters who are like that. Ask the sisters. Hallelujah. A vision can change your life permanently. A vision is something that you see. Many times you become what you see. That's why if you go and stay in a village, no car passes by the village, nobody comes there. Everybody there has a certain mind that's in the village. There's nothing there to provoke anything. And that's, this is what the advert, advertisement people, this is what they make use of. They keep on showing you that black battle. Showing you that black battle. If you keep watching it long enough, you begin to believe that it is good for you. And that it's needed. Never mind that it tastes so foul. <laughs> Never mind that it's so expensive. Are you here? Ask your neighbor again, what's your vision for your life? What's your vision? An open heaven means that you begin to have visions of God. And visions given by God. Amen. I like to think, so, so some, one day I was just walking around and I said to myself, this is it. What did Prophet Fabian teach us? This is that. Yeah, this is that. One day you are walking and I said, this is that. What's that, that? This is the thing that I was hoping for, desiring, seeing, longing for. This is that. May you be able to say in your life, this is that. This is that. Hallelujah. As God gives you visions. Wow. Let's go back to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 12. Wow. All nations shall call you blessed, 
for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Wow. The tithe causes a blessing to be poured out on you and you'll be called a delightsome land. Have you noticed that there are some people, everybody delights to be around them? A delightsome land. Just as we avoid some places and some people. Some people too, we are called and attracted. May you be an attraction because of the spirit of God that is upon you. Hallelujah. A delightsome land. Wow. Amen. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, is it applying to you? Wow. I'm almost done because today time has gone. The open heaven means that the Holy Spirit will be openly manifest in your life. Let's read a scripture. In Matthew chapter 3, we see Jesus going to John the Baptist to be baptized, isn't it? Then he says, Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open. Are you seeing it? And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The point that we are looking for is that it was the opening of the heavens that caused the Holy Spirit to come down upon the Lord Jesus. And the same Bible is saying that the heavens are open over us as we tithe. May you see the manifestations of the Holy Spirit directly. Amen? Oh, are you here? Many of us, we think of the Holy Spirit, oh, it's just a wind passing. He's just a something. But you see, that's why you should be making it to Tuesday services. Mm. Yeah. For the past how many weeks I've been preaching about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Manifestations. How he makes himself visible. What is he doing in our lives? Some of us, we are so closed and so tight because a certain manifestation has not come upon you. Mm. Ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking to? Yeah, some of us, our minds are so warped because a certain manifestation of the Holy Spirit has not come upon us. The Spirit, the Bible calls him the Holy Spirit and that word paraclete means so many things. It means he's our counselor. It means he's our teacher. It means he's our comforter. Are you here? You see, and as you, as you in obedience, do what God has asked you to do. He also allows the manifestation of the Holy Spirit into your life. You know, it takes a lot of trust and faith to say, I am just putting in my tithe. You, because you can't even follow it. You don't even know where it's going. It's a step of faith. But in response to that step of faith, he says that the Holy Spirit also becomes manifest. He also becomes manifest. He makes himself visible. Hallelujah. He makes himself tangible. You begin to see him and experience him in your life. Amen. Why? Because the heavens are open over you. This week, may we experience an open heaven. Yeah. And you see, when you have experienced the open heaven once, you keep on desiring it. Amen. So you don't play the fool at all with it. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is right here on earth, walking around, ready to speak to you, ready to minister to you, and ready to help you. Amen. And I believe that as we just obey him, he will make himself manifest to us. I need the Holy Spirit in all that I do. Amen. Oh, are you here? Yeah. Some of you who are so, you are panicking so much. If you talk to the Holy Spirit, he would have sorted you out. Hey, are you there or you have traveled? Tell your neighbor, he's well able. He's well able. Yeah, he's well able. 
He shows himself to us. And I believe this week we will feel him and see him. What is the use of a spirit that you cannot feel? What is the use of a Holy Ghost that you cannot sense in your life? But this week as you stand in faith, you will see that this is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. This is the Lord at work. This is the Lord doing various things. Hallelujah. I'm closing. Many years ago, I'm talking about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I had gone with a sick child to a hospital. The child had not been able to eat or drink for three days. And you know, after three days, it begins to become a, 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 a desperate matter. And as we went to the hospital, they had chucked the child. They couldn't find the vein. All the veins had collapsed. They couldn't find the vein. And the child was just screaming. I remember walking off because I couldn't stand the shouting. After two hours of all that poking around, the nurse brought this child out with plasters everywhere. They had still not found a vein, and I knew it was becoming critical. And she brought the child, and she said, the doctors are going on a break at 12. They will be back in an hour. And if they try again in an hour, they cannot find it. They're going to shave his head, and they're going to put the, you know, to find a vein in the head. And they left. I remember that by this time, the child was totally you know, what's the word? We will say, why am No energy, no something, just limb lying there. And I started walking up and down on the corridor of the hospital waiting. I said, number one, I don't like what they are describing. After all, you have chuk-chuk everywhere, you couldn't find thing. Are you here? What again? Holy Spirit, I need to see you. Today, I need you to intervene. You see, I've been a tithe payer for years. I'm not saying, you see, it's not that you are paying God, but you know that something is yours from your tithe. And as I walked around, I said, Lord, I don't like the thought of this procedure. I need the Holy Spirit to show up. Before the doctors are back at 1 p.m., I need the Holy Spirit to show up. Are you here? I was walking down, just pushing this. They have the child lying in some cot to be that you can push. So I was just pushing him up and down. When suddenly the child who had been just lying there, he sat up. When he sat up, on the top of the fridge was somebody's coke. And he just sat up. (laughs) Pointed like that to the coke. I didn't wait to find out whether any nurse thinks he should drink coke or he should not drink it. I just removed, because that's what the cooks were there to tempt the children to drink something. I just picked it, got the child's bottle, poured it inside, and I gave it to the child. When the nurse came back, so we want to take, I said, no, you don't need to take. He just drank coke this amount. The Holy Ghost had shown up. The crisis was over. May every crisis on your way this week may be diverted because of the Holy Spirit. May he show up to answer you as you stand under an open heaven. This afternoon, you want to lift up your voice and you want to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I want a visitation from you. You want to say that I'll be a tither who will not turn back. I won't turn aside. I won't go anywhere because the heavens are opened over me. The destroyer is restrained. The devourer is rebuked. I am a delightsome land that draws people. And it is well with me. Lift up your voice and pray this afternoon.
Begin to pray. I cannot hear you praying. Begin to pray like a believer. <coughs> Some of you have devourers and destroyers. Rebuke them right now. You've seen them. You were not sure. But now you are so sure that this is it and this is what they are. Rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. Rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. Kandalama sonde debreshinda. Oh, kandalama shikatondelebeyanda. Thank the Lord for making a way to bless us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you need to begin to thank God because you have seen the devourer put on the run for your sake. You need to thank him. You need to thank him. Thank him for opening up the windows of heaven and pouring down an overflowing blessing over you. Thank him for every blessing that has been spoken over you. It's coming to pass over your life in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Shandala mama. Oh, the heavens are open over us this afternoon. The heavens are open over us this afternoon. An overflowing blessing is coming your way this afternoon. An overflowing blessing is being poured down in the name of Jesus. The devourer is rebuked. Shabbat Hokamande, the destroyer, he is dismissed in Jesus' name. I speak health to all those who are unwell. I speak strength to all those who are weak. I said in the name of Jesus, may you prosper. May you do well. May you come up in Jesus' name. Oh yes, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for making a way to bless us. I pray, oh God, that you will bless us today. Let your heavens be open over your children this afternoon, O oh God. Pour down an overflowing blessing over each one. I speak divine provision into the lives of those in want, O oh God, and in need. I ask for the divine sorting out of bills in the name of Jesus. May the devourer be rebuked. May the destroyer be restrained. May your blessing flow, O oh God. May they know no want, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak favor over them this week. I speak open doors and open windows. May your children flourish, O oh God, like trees by the side of the river. Trees that do not lose their leaves, O oh God, and that bear their fruit in season. We give you praise and we thank you for your provision. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. As we continue to keep standing as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here. You have not given your life to Jesus. You need to do that. You need to be sure of your faith. Jesus was the one who told us that except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. As you stand, you are saying, I'm not so sure. I love church. I'm in church a lot. But I'm not so sure that my, I, I am on my way to heaven. Today, I want you to sort it out. I want you to lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You are here saying that I'm not so sure of my faith. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand and let us pray. 
Lift up your right hand. Don't think about your friend. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. Don't think about your friends. Just think about yourself right now. Is it okay with you? Is it okay? God bless you. If your hand is lifted up, please, let the pastors and the ashes help you. Just come to the front. We want to pray together. We want to pray together. It says that what you believe in your heart, you need to confess it with your mouth. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out and come. Step out in faith and come. Any doubt in your mind, just come and clear it up. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Please come forward a bit. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for coming. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for coming. God bless you. Let us pray together. Those of you in front, I want you to pray with me. But if you're in the congregation, join us and help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these ones who have come to give their lives to you this Sunday. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you watch over them. I pray, oh God, that the the devourer will be rebuked from their lives in Jesus' name. And that you will prosper them and do them good in Jesus' name. Amen.